0: Tracks around Australia. Here's Inside
1: Motorsport. This week Colin Ford joins us to take a look at the preparations for the AMP Bathurst 1000. And we also speak to Ian Silvestran, who's getting ready for the second round of the Australian Wins Karting Championships being held up at
2: Ipswich. Inside Motorsport on the Auto Channel at www.theautochannel.com.
1: Last week, Colin Ford, was a busy one for you as you headed off to the mountain for the official practice session for the super-touring cars and the AMP 1000. Of course,
2: they call it a media day, but for the teams, it really is a full-on test day. Um, unfortunately, a few of the teams didn't make it to Bathurst because of the fact that they'd had engine breakages and the like. Like Cameron McLean, who did his engine on the line uh, the second race, the Hondas didn't go because of technical problems and the like. So uh, a couple of cars are missing, but for a lot of the guys who are up there, they had made the most of the day. And... Uh, Everybody had a good day's testing, so it was, was quite a good day, and of uh, course they announced uh, quite a few things that are going on for Bathurst this year. The fact that they've got uh, the uh, New Zealand touring cars, the Schedule S cars, joining them for the, for the great race this year, and also the Ecotec cars, so it's quite good. The,
1: what are those two cars, and what can we expect to see is the difference
2: between them and a Super Touring car? The New Zealand Touring cars, what they call Schedule S, are like, very similar to the GTP. Um, it's sort of midway between GTP and a Super tour, So. The body shape basically remains stock standard, no aero kit, but in terms of the engine and braking modifications, they're much closer to a Super tour So they're sort of in a no man's land between the two. They're sort of like an improved GDP. Um, engine size and the capacity? Two litre. The Ecotech cars there, the diesel cars, again, they can go up to two litre and they can be turbocharged, but primarily diesel cars. You have things like VW Golf diesels, uh, BMW 320 diesels and the like. And, and you call
1: them an eco class when they're pumping all that soot out the <laughs>
2: tailpipe <laughs> they have to run good filters <laughs> i think one of the requirements is that they uh, get a, a test you know if they get the old uh, analyzer in the, in the exhaust pipers before they head off the line and uh but you now they're actually a, a very popular class over in europe uh gary wilkinson of course from channel 7 he does the, the regular sort of interviews etc was was doing the launch on behalf of channel 7 and he uh had all the drivers up there, as I said, ask Brad Jones what it's like and, uh, up on the mountain and what it's like to be back there again. Well,
0: it's a very difficult race and something that uh, I'd like to be. As you said, I've had two seconds and thirty, and um, really I'm at that point where I'm ready to go one better. So he uh, does running really well in the championship and um, unfortunately Baffett for us is, is a really hard circuit. I mean, with the Audi carrying a little extra weight because of the fact that it's four-wheel drive, um, last year knocked us around a little bit, but, uh, we're really happy with the way the car's are going today, and, uh, I think that, uh, even though the uh, previous team pretty really that they were going to, uh, knock us all over when they come out here, last year we had a better strategy, and we certainly better pit stop, and I think, um, this year we might surprise a little bit more. What about the local, uh, competition after and previous weekend? It's very, uh, significant part, and the Volvo's come on strong. Well, it's not just the Volvo. Uh, And B&W is also extremely quick, but um, just the nature of the class and it all seems to be working out pretty well as it's sold But we're only halfway into the championship now, so there's still a long way to go So really that's our first hurdle, but uh, since we have the great day halfway through the championship We have to change our cars around endurance back and come up here and um, try and learn as much as we can So when we turn back up here in October, we have uh, one foot a little further forward than the New Year's to come Thank you very much. Uh, Brad mentioned, uh, Cameron McLean, of course, uh, BMW, as a team, of course, after full uh, support after last year, after winning I think, uh, in the event, thanks to the uh, Brabham brothers and his uh, sad story for for other car. But uh, we all thought maybe the machinery was going to be lost, so But Cameron and his team stepped in and he's been at the wheel of, of that car throughout the just so far this year. And I guess we all want to know is. What sort of factory support are you, uh, are you still getting here, Benning? We actually are. We've got a loan from BMW 5 to 8 to 5 each day, and that's the extent of our factory support. <laughs> we we're very grateful for what my IA. Uh, we're, we're talking to BMW and trying to get help for them. There's no help for the community, but for us, we're only in the community, and we've got a lot of support and a lot of money. We're talking about that, uh, BMW, when they were involved, up to, to the first time, degree, were in the world. Massive that thing. How difficult it is to try uh, and replicate that to keep the car up to par. So. I think BMW had more people making money than when they got working on their car. Uh, but we've got a fairly small team, with we've uh, got <laughs> a couple of guys, and we, we do the best we can and we're quite pleased with how we're going with the students we've got so far. We can't come here expecting to win the race and I think we've just got to put on the best show we can. We learned with follow last year what it's about, the first time we're here. This year will be the first time we're here with our own car. So we're just going to have to do set our pace, set the start the way we want it. And
2: and From there on, uh, we're on to, to Jim Richards, and uh, Jim, of course, one of the, the statesmen of, of motor racing here in Australia, uh, a multiple winner of the AMP 1000 and its predecessors, the his 1000, etc. And of course, asking Jim how he was like the back of the mountain, and of course, the fact that the, the, the Volvo is going so well currently, how he saw their chances up on the mountain this year. I so
0: obviously, we're looking forward to it. We had, uh, had the AMP last year, which was. Slightly outdated, um, but this year it's up to year 40, which was only last year. Uh, it's been going great this year so far in the Championship, and hopefully uh, you know, our car should be as competitive as England's in the Championship. That's pretty interesting, my next question because uh, the Volvo has been going very, very well in the, in the Championship, and with the big international car coming, have you guys know, got any idea what your driver or your own seat driver line up like this? No, we, we haven't really because um, they haven't made the, the decision on what and we will be coming again so we're not going to deal with uh, the exact details of the organisation that's going to come over. But, uh, we're hoping that the cwr team will be coming over and, uh, with their drivers and hopefully uh, with myself and we'll another driver. Um, and if that happens, I think their uh, cars, uh, as you said, will be going back to be while i England. I think, well, think they are be in the damage at the moment. So, um, you know, we're, we're looking forward to it, but so we haven't got the exact details of who...
2: Revell Steering is Canberra's longest established steering and suspension specialist. With their experience, there are no better people to turn to for shock absorbers, TRW, tie rod ends and ball joints, polyurethane suspension bushes, and the famous King Springs. Revell Steering offer a range of wheel alignment and balancing, so call today to find out why your vehicle's steering and suspension can be maintained or improved by Revell Steering, 28 Mort Street, Braddon, phone 6247
1: Ian Sylvester, and of course the editor of Kart Oz magazine, and Ian, a great issue out on the newsstand at the moment, featuring the Suzuka World
3: Cup. Yeah, thanks, Craig. It's, um, it was a quite a successful event to the eight Australian drivers that competed. Um, none of them managed to pull off a win, but they they really did Australia proud. James Courtney, our current 1997 World Karting Champion, qualified on pole position at Suzuka, actually the fastest lap time ever around the Suzuka card circuit. And uh, Troy Hunt in Intercontinental A uh, won the pre-final and was looking looking the part in the final until he was excluded uh, for a technical infringement, which was very unfortunate. But certainly the Australians over there flying the flag uh, for our country and for our sport here, and they, they really did as proud, to be honest. Um, a lot of the Europeans certainly took note, and as a result of that, a couple of the Australians have been offered... European drivers for next year, so um, it was really good for gate drivers competing. It's where the next round of the Australian Wings FMK Championship is next weekend.
1: And let's turn our attentions to it now, because the new series certainly providing a lot of interesting carding with the free-to-air and the pay television coverage that it is receiving.
3: Uh, Craig, the series is looking really, really strong. Next weekend, there are record entries in every class, but up about 25% in each class, um, talking to the locals up there, and and they're really keen for it. I think every Queenslander that's ever raced a go-kart will be at the track, and, and the racing's just going to be superb. Like, there's something like 23 entries in the Formula A class, uh, and this is the absolute elite kart and class and drivers in the country, if not uh, the Asia-Pacific region. I mean, some of the racing stuff going to be absolutely sensational. 28-lap finals, around the Ipswich circuit at Willowbank there, um, it's really going to be something spectacular.
1: It is. And uh, what is also going to be interesting to see is if the water can stay away, because we talked about the big wet at Suzuka, but the final race uh, race meeting before this event at Willowbank was once again interrupted by rain. Mm,
3: Yeah, that's true. I mean, being up in Queensland, the rain can come very, very quickly. Um, but it also disappears very quickly, which has got very good drainage on their circuit. So, I mean, if it's dry, it's not going to be a problem, but if it does rain, um, well, the most interesting thing is going to be the tyre battle between uh, Dunlop and Bridgestone, uh, which, well, first of all, who's got the, the best dry weather tyre, but if it rains, it's also going to be who's got the best wet weather tyre. So, as, not to mention who are the best drivers in the rain, so it's going to be a very, very interesting meeting up there.
1: All right, now, uh, another interesting story coming up is, uh, well, the introduction at Dubbo of a lighting system that will introduce Saturday night racing, which, uh, one, will prove to be very popular with the fans, but, two, also makes it a bit easier for competitors because now they can travel home on a Sunday morning or even late Saturday night, which makes it a whole much better proposition for a country track to get more people in.
3: Yeah, exactly. Dubbo is probably one of the most switched-on clubs in Australia, actually. They've got a a marvellous circuit um, just on the Brisbane Highway on the northern side of the town. It's really an excellent circuit, and they're a very progressive club. They're looking to extend the circuit and also put in lights for the reasons you've just mentioned, Craig. Um, Yeah, it's going to be a real asset to the club, one of the few tracks in Australia to have lights. And, I mean, if it's any indication they've been given the New South Wales Championship for 1999 and hoping to have the lights in place by then. So the Dubbo clubs are really moving forward and and using their brains and taking the initiative and um, setting the example for karting in Australia.
1: Mm, Yes, now let's talk about karting in Australia as the Oceanas have been confirmed and I guess you've given yourself another job.
3: (laughs) Yes, I will be involved definitely. The, The Oceana Championship is definitely on, definitely will be held at Easton Creek and already the European team have confirmed that they will be coming. I heard just yesterday that another European team will be coming out. Um, So they're looking at probably around 150-odd European international entries, and that's just in the FMK classes. They'll also be running three support classes under lights each night. And, um, well, a first for uh, your listeners, Craig, is that the event has got guaranteed TV coverage, um, the details are yet still to be worked out But there will be TV coverage of the event um, And Eastern Creek's got some really big ideas in plan Like Saturday night uh, We'll end with a big fireworks display And rock bands And the best kart races in the in the world um, So that's on at the end of November November 29, I think um, It's going to be not only a, a spectacular kart race But just an event in itself It's It's really going to be something else
1: and it also uh, leads the path open for a World Cup event in the year 2000.
3: That's right. The FMK, which is the Federation Mondial Carping, uh, which is the world body for carping, has said, yes, Australia at Eastern Creek will have a World Cup uh, event in 2000 to coincide with our Olympic year. So that's been sensational news for Australian karting. Um, the first World Cup, World Championship event we've ever had, it's it's really groundbreaking news. And so that's, I mean, that's just fantastic. It's probably the biggest thing ever to happen to Australian karting.
1: And you mentioned how uh, we have, what, nine international tracks in Australia. Darwin's going to make ten.
3: That's right. We forgot about Darwin. Um, about 100 metres from the Hidden Valley car racing circuit uh, is their brand-new kart racing circuit, which was just opened last month. Um, and, again, another excellent track in there. Really looking to capitalise um, on being so close to Asia with Australia trying to build up uh, links with Asia quite wisely. Um, Darwin's seen an opportunity to attract Asian investment, Asian drivers, uh, Asian sponsors uh, into Darwin. It's only about now. It's like countries like Indonesia. Um, and they've built a brand new international circuit as part of the Hidden Valley Motorsports Complex. Um, I mean, they're so far from us here in eastern Australia in the southern states, but they can get um, some massive support from the Asian countries, which is it's fantastic to see, not only for um, for, for karting and, and motorsport in Australia, but just for Australia in general. It's really good
2: to see. more Australian motorsport news, choose the newspaper with the most motorsport news. For subscription details, email msnews at corplink.com.au. Motorsport News, proud partners of Inside Motorsport. <laughs> Thanks
1: very much for being with us. Next week on the show, we'll have a look at some of the younger members of Australian Motorsports Fraternity as they went to the Australian Institute of Sport to get ready for their mental and physical preparations for their careers ahead in a motorsport.
2: Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media in the studios of S and Canberra.